0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's
1: chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: I'm alarmed at the giant fireball in the sky. Is that it's called the sun, I guess is what people have been telling me. And they say, Dave, man, really don't sweat it. It's okay. It's, it's our friend. Don't know how long he's going to be around. But uh, we hope he kicks up his feet and stays for a while. I am Dave Mann. This is The Six Pack. We try to cram six topics into this six o'clock hour to kind of close out your day or open up your night. Hopefully things that you'll find uh, entertaining or useful. I mean, there's there's hard news stories like Bill Cosby uh, being found guilty. His uh, defense lawyer said the fight is not over. Cosby was found guilty of three counts of aggravated indecent assault. Uh, Cosby did not speak to reporters and left with his legal team in a black SUV. Judge Stephen O'Neill ordered the comedian free on one million dollars bail to remain at his home, surrender his passport, and wear a GPS tracking device until sentencing. Um last night there was a there was a lot of uh well, angst that bubbled up. Of course, Coach Bruce had his memorial service yesterday, and um the the public Portion of that service was at Saint John Arena where everybody could show up, and then there was a, a more of a uh, I don't want to say private; it was still public. But there was a viewing at an area um, funeral home, and uh, some people are upset today because Buckeye guy apparently uh, showed up in full Buckeye regalia, and uh, I, I guess rubbed some people the wrong way, and uh, and did a couple of things as well, some actions that aren't sitting well today with Buckeye Nation. Buckeye guy will call up here in about two minutes. We'll get him at 610 and let him share his side of the story and see what he's got to say about things. NFL draft tonight, my God, there's a million storylines going on there. Browns are first and fourth. Um, All of the the sports-talking heads this morning were going nuts, saying Cleveland is going to take Baker Mayfield. And that's probably due in large part to all what uh, bubbled up about Josh Allen last night and his Twitter account. And apparently Josh Allen, quarterback prospect out of Wyoming, uh, had some some pretty questionable tweets on the old timeline. Now, these things date back uh, quite a few years, actually, Um, I think, 2011, 2012, 2013. But, uh, you know, racist words used. uh, The N word was dropped. Uh, phraseology that, um, you know, talked about Hitler and, and things like that. So uh, how could a kid who's about to go, you know, possibly number one in the draft, A, not think to go back and look at his own Twitter account to see if he's got any skeletons in the closet. And for crying out loud, you're paying an agent big time money. You would think the agent would either say, hey, dude, go back and take a look at your social media or, or they hire some intern to go scrub that and make sure all that kind of stuff comes down. But we'll talk more about that with uh, Bruce Hooley from Spielman and Hooley weekday mornings on our sister station, 1057 The Zone. News Radio 610 WTVN. I'm Dave Mann. This is the Six Pack. Yesterday, Buckeye Nation laid to rest a Buckeye legend, Earl Bruce. There was a, uh, a public memorial at St. John Arena, and then there was a, a public viewing at a, a local funeral home. Joining me right now on the line is is Buckeye Guy. And Buckeye Guy, some people are kind of upset with you today. And what I want to do is just kind of, you know, go over the events, uh, give you a chance to explain your side of the story. and uh, And maybe we can get this whole situation resolved. Sound good to you? It
2: does, Dave, man. Thank
1: you so much. Okay, well, thank you for your time. So you attended Earl Bruce's memorial service yesterday at St. John Arena. That was open to the public. And, yes. and and you came in in your typical full Buckeye guy regalia, correct? Yes. Correct. So in your mind, right there, you, you didn't think that that would be an issue because this was kind of more of a celebration of life type thing?
2: Absolutely. St. John's Arena is a, a, a unbelievable place. It's the barn. If you remember back in the day, they used to call it the barn. Sure. And so yeah, a number of fans were their Ohio State gear. I were mine. And uh, in reverence, if you will. Okay. And so uh,
1: go ahead. Anything else to add there?
2: No, that worked out good. I oh. sat there and uh, heard from the speakers. and uh, uh, Dom Tiberi done a great job. And uh, the, the program was fine.
1: Okay. So some people, uh, from what I've read and and conversations that I've seen on social media and stuff, Mm -hmm. some people thought that you were being a bit boisterous and and kind of self-promoting at St. John, thought it was a bit distasteful. Do do you agree with that perception or or not?
2: I certainly wouldn't. I'll tell you what, I'm just who I am. And there was some great stories being told uh, about the old man, the old ball coach. Uh, very, very happy to hear those going, and so, yep, that was a, uh, that was just my reaction to the great stories being told and shared about the uh, legendary coach Earl Bruce.
1: 610 WTVN. I'm Dave Mann. This is The Six Pack. I've got Buckeye Guy on the phone with me here this evening talking about uh, there's a little bit of a kerfuffle around town. Some people are, are a bit upset at, at some of the things that went down yesterday at Coach Bruce's funeral. Now, after after the public memorial, then you, you went to the viewing at the funeral home, correct? Yes. So
2: there was not a funeral. I was at the, uh, the, the viewing showing. Right, and, and I and, was. It was held at the same place that his wife Jean was, and I was at that one as
1: well. So, so at the viewing, you're still in in full Buckeye guy regalia, correct?
2: Absolutely not. I got a suit and tie on. Okay, I'm, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my cowboy hat. I got a suit and tie on because I know at that point you stand on line, you go through, and you shake the family's hand just as I did before uh, when I was
1: up there, fantasy live. So, so you, you change into a suit and a tie, and you, you've got yep. your hat on. Um, yep. n- now, the next bone of contention seems yep. to be that um, there was a, a photograph on an easel that was okay. specifically for former coaches and players to sign, and some people were upset that you signed it and that you st- the, the proximity – to the coach's face, and they, they thought that was a bit over the top. And to be quite frank, you're, you're not a coach or a player. So what, what what was your thinking there?
2: It is certainly not my intent to do any of that. It was a mistake. I didn't see any of the signings there. I'm sure it was. Uh, I signed it. There were uh, Sharpies there for, for everybody to sign. I thought, in my mind, because when I was at the two – Westerville police officers followed Westerville police officers had the same suit and tie and cowboy hat on, by the way. Uh, They had things for the community and public design. And uh, I was thinking along those lines that it was the same thing, but it was not. And we certainly want to apologize to the Bruce family, first and foremost, for anything uh, that
1: uh, may have been
2: construed as anything other than just a common mistake.
1: Well, I think that's fair enough. I mean, it, it was a misunderstanding then at the Absolutely. home. You, you did not see the signage, and, and you signed the yes. picture, and, and you're sorry you did it.
2: Absolutely. So, Absolutely, he, Dave, man.
1: So, in, in hindsight, as far as you can see, that that's the only problem.
2: Oh, coming to pay respect for a legendary football coach? Let me tell you, Dave, man. Back in the 80s, uh, there was a great, great welcome back in the 60s, 70s or so <laughs> up into the 80s. Woody Hayes was unbelievable. He was larger than life. You'd see him, you know, around town and just that in the other. Uh, uh, Woody Hayes had a memorial uh, uh, at Mershon uh, Auditorium, and so I attended that as well, and I met a bunch of, uh, you know, former players and players that played for the old man and stuff like that, so... It's just paid of respect, my friend.
1: Well, Buckeye Guy, I tell you what, I really appreciate you having the cojones to uh, to come on my show this evening. Absolutely. And set the record straight. And uh, any anything else that you'd like to add in closing?
2: Well, let's go, Buck. We're looking forward to a great season coming up. It's going to be unbelievable. And once again, I apologize to the Bruce family. Buckeye
1: Guy, out for death. Thank you much buckeye guy News Radio 610 WTVN This is the Six Pack my name is Dave man I follow Woody and Company Monday through Friday my little shindig is from 6 to 7 Woody and Company Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 couple of new looks for you on 610 WTVN This one just blew my mind when I saw it earlier today There are 23 Ohioans that have 17 or more um arrests as far as drunken driving or ovi um with there's 1800 or so who have double digit numbers of arrests for drinking alcohol and getting behind the wheel and there are two that have 20 what let me say that again okay because i kind of botched that but There are 1,800 or so Ohioans who have double-digit number of arrests for drinking alcohol and getting behind the wheel. And there are two people in this state that have 20. That is just astounding to me. And while around two-thirds of Ohioans with a drunken driving arrest on their record have been charged only once, some just don't get the message, according to law enforcement officers. Prosecutors say they all too frequently see defendants who aren't dissuaded from drinking and driving, even after multiple arrests and convictions for operating a vehicle while impaired. So good God, that, that, that blows my mind. It makes me feel kind of unsafe as well. Um, here's another thing. If you're going to be flying anytime soon, airlines evaluated for customer satisfaction. There's been a lot of negative press for airlines as of late, but, um, They do have a rankings out here Um, coming in at uh, a number nine is sprint. Uh, Excuse me. That's number 10 frontier is number nine. I guess that's a a two-way tie for ninth United at number eight. Um, All others. Well, you know what? As I read this, I'm realizing that this, um, (laughs) this is boogered up. So let me tell you this. The number one airline for customer satisfaction rankings is Southwest. Let me let me operate in is reverse. Is that when
0: you're not getting sucked out the window?
1: <laughs> JetBlue number two, and jet Blue and Alaska were tied for number two. Tied for uh number four were American and Delta. So um if you're gonna be flying, hitting the uh the friendly skies anytime soon, sounds like uh, Southwest is the way to go, even though they've had a engine problem or two. And then uh Josh, you had pinged me earlier that Amazon Prime is going to up their price from ninety nine dollars to one hundred nineteen dollars. Does that affect your world?
0: Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I'm. I think we may. I'm going to have to talk to the wife about whether or not we're just going to drop it uh, because we're. I think our next bills due the tenth of May. So we're, let me
1: ask you this. Do, so you have Amazon Prime? Do you yes. Have, do you have Netflix as well? Yes, I do. Okay. See, we do too, and I, I keep you know I say to the the my lovely wife we should dump one of these well i need amazon prime for shipping and then the movie service is free i'm like well then let's dump netflix well but netflix has stuff nah, that Am- I, yeah blah, blah, you know
0: i i would dump prime way before i would ever get rid of netflix too many awesome original netflix stuff
1: hey we got a chance for you in just seconds to uh, score a thousand bucks with easy money and uh, smart money and then on the other side of the break we'll get with bruce hooley and talk uh, brown's nfl draft news radio 610 wtvn my name is Dave Mann. This is the Six Pack weeknight, six to seven on Six Ten WTVN. Uh joining me right now, Bruce Hooley from our sister station 1057 the zone, Spielman and Hooley uh weekday mornings. And um Bruce, I, I understand that you didn't have a chance to catch the um, the little back and forth there with Buckeye Guy, but let me just give it to you kind of in a nutshell. He he said that he did go to the um the event at St. John Arena in full Buckeye guy regalia thought that that was appropriate because um, he, he thought that, you know, that there was plenty of other people in, in Buckeye uh, clothing as well. And then uh, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Uh, said that he uh did go home and change into a, a coat and a jacket or a tie and uh, and then go to the the funeral home there so that he was not in full regalia at the funeral home. And then uh he, he said that he was honestly sorry that um that he chose to sign that photograph that was on the easel and uh it was meant strictly for players and coaches. He signed it I guess from my understanding uh, very close to Earl's face. And looking back in hindsight he, he regrets that. So You got any insight on that one way or another?
0: Well, uh, I'll reserve my opinion on the whole propriety of the grown man in a costume, you know, channeling his inner buck I love. But I will say this. I know that gentleman is in the ticket business, and I think it would be an appropriate gesture for him to take four tickets, the best tickets he's got, and we always see him front and center at games, so I know he's got access to the best tickets. I would take the best four tickets he has to the Ohio State-Michigan game, and I would auction them off, and I would donate every cent of it to the Earl and Jean Bruce Foundation for Alzheimer's Research. I think that would be an appropriate olive branch for him to show his um, respect for the family and um, atone for what a lot of people thought was inappropriate conduct, and I would, I would join in that.
1: Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's um, some brilliant insight there as well. That, that's, a, that's a great idea, Bruce. Let's move on to NFL draft. Um, we've got that coming up in, in, in uh, you know, not that far away. And it seems like anymore that the NFL draft is almost like an October surprise that drops bombs prior to elections. And uh, who, who, are the, who are the Browns going to take? You're getting the vibe that it's going to be Baker Mayfield?
0: Well, first of all, Dave is a Browns fan. It's Super Bowl Thursday for me because this <laughs> is my Super Bowl. We've never been to the actual super Bowl um so I, I don't know if it's Baker Mayfield. I have no insight. I think John Dorsey's done a great job of staunchly guarding his hand. He'd be a difficult poker player to face off with. He uh, saw Baker Mayfield play six times in college, and I don't think he'd keep going if you're uh determined you know if you've determined he's not the guy. But I think the safe pick is Sam Darnold. I hope that's who the pick is. I I hope that this Baker Mayfield stuff at the end is an effort for John Dorsey to get somebody who really loves Baker Mayfield. Maybe it's Arizona. Maybe it's Miami. Maybe it's the Jets. To so give him a boatload of picks to trade up and get him. the Jets would be the team I'd favor, but only if you could get Sam Darnold. I, I worked in Cleveland for five years, and I can tell you, uh, after whiffing on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson in the draft these last two years, you've got to get a quarterback and you got to get the right one.
1: And you don't think at any point were they entertaining Josh Allen, or, or were they, and did all this Twitter stuff from last night change their mind? Well, I'm sure
0: they were looking at him, and I'm sure they were intrigued by his arm and a lot of things like that. I just don't think that at number one you take a project quarterback. I want a guy who's more proven than that. John Dorsey said when he was hired, the number one attribute he's looking for in a quarterback is a guy who wins. Sam Darnold passes that test. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield passes that test. Josh Rosen and Josh Allen don't. So I would uh, I would be very disappointed, and I would be of the opinion that they've blown this draft if they draft Josh Allen number one.
1: Uh, do you think Josh Allen deserves any slack cut because of uh, you know the, the things that he did was. You know, supposedly back when he was in high school, and he, 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 by his own admission, he was a dumb kid. So, you know, I, I know I've done dumb stuff in the past. D- do you think that's worthy of a of a pass on the in this situation?
0: I think it's worthy of some perspective and some understanding. Uh, but I will say that my daughter's fourteen, and she knows never to use any of those words, even think those words. I don't think it's too much to ask a kid who's fourteen or fifteen to understand how flammable that kind of language is well and it doesn't
1: um, appear that there was any sort of parental supervision on that account either not that most kids share their social with their parents but again i'd mentioned this earlier you'd think wouldn't your agent even say hey you better go back and look at this stuff or, or give me your password and i'll have somebody clean this up and, and none of that happened that blows my mind
0: it blows my mind, too. I mean, I think what we're talking about here, and you evaluate every aspect of a, of a guy you're going to devote millions of dollars to and a guy you're going to put your franchise hopes on, what you're talking about here is judgment. And that would be a red flag for me on judgment. Uh, and, and let's say you give him a total pass on it, the I- ignorance of youth. The fact of the matter is, Dave, you're picking Josh Allen number one overall to come in and lead your football team. Yeah, And you better be doggone sure that if it's not an issue for you, it's not an issue for any African-American football player in your locker room exactly. or anything you're going to draft this year or in the future to be led by him. And I think that is a fanciful scenario. I would not touch that kid for that reason.
1: Well, and he, he even uh, tweeted at one point, I hate LeBron. So apparently that's not going to go over real well uh, either. Bruce Hooley joins me from Spielman and Hooley on 105.7 The Zone weekday mornings. Now let's talk about that number 4 pick with the Browns. Mm -hmm. What what do you think they got in the back pocket there?
0: Well, I'd love to have the defensive end, Bradley Chubb. There's three high-value positions in the NFL, quarterback, cornerback, and pass rusher. And so I, I don't believe Denzel Ward's high, a high enough rated corner size is not what I would want for a fourth overall pick. Bradley Chubb is. But if there are quarterback needy teams, and I believe I can get uh, an extra couple of picks in the third round this year because they don't have a third. And if I can get a first rounder next year, and it's a team I think is going to struggle next year, if they really want to come up and get their quarterback, I would listen. But boy, if I Bradley Chubb is there, I'd have to think hard about it. I'd be more prone to trade it if Saquon Barkley is there because I believe you can find a running back, and I don't want to pay Saquon Barkley um, one of the top contracts for a running back in the NFL when he hasn't carried the ball yet. He's an injury away from... Gotcha. On the shelf. Okay. Uh, you already have Carlos Hyde. You already have Duke Johnson. I just, I right. would not pick Saquon Barkley. I would trade the pick if I could if it's him, but I'd pick Chubb if he's there.
1: Okay. Hey, Bruce, thanks a lot. Appreciate you chiming in this evening. And uh, Bruce Hooley, once again, weekday mornings, 1057 the zone, Spielman and Hooley. Um, we're going to close this out. Uh, next segment, we'll get in with uh, Matt Nathanson and find out about that new uh, Avengers movie next. News Radio, 610 WTVN. News Radio six ten WTVN. I'm Dave Mann. This is the Six Pack. Another another meetup time here with our ABC Entertainment correspondent, Jason Nathanson. Jason, you lucky son of a gun! You got to see Avengers: Infinity War, and we we talked about this a couple of days ago. This is movie one of a two parter, right?
3: It is. So this will be the first part, which is the. Um 19th part of this Marvel you know uh, section that we're in this 10 years of Marvel movies this and the next film which will be out next year is kind of the culmination of all that the Iron Man stories the uh, Captain America stories um the the Avengers stories as well you know we still have Guardians of the Galaxy which is its own little thing but it's a part of this you still have Black Panther which is now its own thing but it's also a part of this but really this is the end of this phase that Marvel oversaw in its head for 10 years uh, that started with Robert Downey Jr. and then went on to Chris Evans with with um, uh, Captain America and then went to Captain America Civil War where everybody was fighting each other. <laughs> this is now kind of the end of that era.
1: And I'm hearing it's a bit on the dark side. Would you agree? Was that your take?
3: Um, Is it on the dark side? I don't know. I mean, yeah, compared to... Let's see. No, I guess. You okay, know, that's you know, fine. Yeah, if you compare it to like some, I would say maybe some of Christopher Nolan's Batmans were more on the dark side if you're okay. comparing it to comic book world. Sure. Marvel, Marvel movies are Marvel movies. I mean, there's tons of humor in this one. Uh, it's very funny. Sure, yes, dark things do happen. Uh, but Mar- Marvel movies, especially now, especially since, when did this start? It was maybe with Doctor Strange, and then it got into the Last Guardians as well.
1: The, the colors are amazing. I thought Doctor Strange was fabulous, and that that's like the last one of these movies I've seen. I'm so far behind.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's far behind. But I mean, it's what the, you got Doctor Strange, then you have Thor and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Black Panther to catch up on.
1: Well, I missed a lot before Doctor Strange too, oh, so.
3: Oh. Well, And that's, you know, I think there's something on every level here. If you've watched every one of these movies with a really, really close eye, uh, I think, you know, there's a lot for you to like here. If you've just been a casual fan, I think there's still plenty to like here.
1: And there's a lot of heroes sharing screen time. So is there a performance by anybody that overshadows everybody else or is it just a team effort?
3: Well, really, I mean, Josh Brolin, who plays the villain Thanos, he, I mean, he's the one that you're really more focused on than... than it, I mean, because he's the single one they're fighting up against, and you haven't really seen a full movie devoted to him, and he's really good. His character's all CGI motion capture, uh, but, but he, he's really good. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a villain who... Uh, what I like in this, you know, we see a lot of villains who just want to destroy planets, they're evil for whatever reason... He, his villain here seems to have a point. I mean, it, he's still a bad guy, <laughs> but he seems to have... There's a there's a method to his madness, which you can kind of get behind and go, oh, uh, okay, I understand where he's coming from.
1: And the special effects have got to be top-notch, I'm guessing. They're, right?
3: they're, they're fantastic. Um, I mean, it's just it, it, what you come to expect from Marvel. But, you know, the funny thing is I saw it with my buddy, uh, and he is a true diehard fan. At one point, there's, uh, you know, a character pops up from, like, way back in one of the other movies. And the crowd goes crazy, and I, I'm like, who is that? And, and my friend goes, oh, that's blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. Sure. Go, okay. well, well, you know, I, so there's, there's those little moments that you know, I think are, are good for the diehard fans. Uh, but we were both, the, the second it was over, and we, you know, this movie has like more than 20 superheroes in it, and we turn to each other and we're like, Marvel makes it look so easy. Why can't DC <laughs> do this? <laughs> because they do marvel marvel just hits the right tone every time, and DC, you know, is flopping around over here with these horrible Batman movies and the and the, uh, team-ups and things like that. The only thing they can get right is Wonder Woman. So, I mean, it's just amazing what Marvel's able to do with so many superheroes.
1: Jason Nathanson, ABC Entertainment correspondent, joining me on The Six-Pack. Just kind of going back to the, the Thanos thing that you were saying, he's got a reason behind what he's doing. Do, do you think that will enable, you know, people love to root for the anti-hero, and, and is, do you think that that's going to give this guy more ammunition because he's, he's driven, he's got a point that some people would go, yeah, that makes sense that they'll be more inclined to jump on the anti-hero bandwagon?
3: I think it does. I mean, it gives you, you say, you look at him and you what he's doing is, is very, very wrong. Um, and this, is, this isn't a spoiler. It's, it's been in the trailers and it's part of the story that people know what he wants to do is wipe out half the people in the universe, basically. Um, and they get into the reasons why. You'll learn the reasons why he wants to do that. But when they get into the reasons, you're kind of like, well, I mean, the, his methods are, are horrible, uh, but what he's trying to do makes a, a, a little bit of sense. So you do empathize a little. And I appreciated that because it, it was the same way with Black Panther, uh, with the with the main villain there played by Ma- Michael B. Jordan. Uh, you know, he's a bad guy, uh, and he challenges Black Panther. But you see why. You understand why. And for me, that's very important and when it comes to me investing in the story.
1: And are we looking at new box office records?
3: It's very possible. It's going to be tough, I think, to beat Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is the champ, at $248 million. Uh Black Panther, which was a huge surprise, did $202 million a couple months ago. This is going to do more than that, and I think it's going to beat the first Avengers movie, which did $207 million. So it's going to be... I think for sure the top opening ever for a superhero movie or a Marvel movie, it's going to break those records. Can it get to 248? Ah, you know, I don't know. And when, when box office tracking gets into that uh, realm of, of money, it, it's notoriously unreliable because they just don't have models to predict when it gets into that kind of stratosphere. So I guess we'll have to see, but I, my bet is for sure top superhero movie opening of all time
1: jason nathanson abc entertainment correspondent thank you so much sir all right take care he is a good egg and uh wow this hour really flies by quick and uh, i've been loving it i hope you enjoy it too it's called the six pack do it monday through friday from six to seven o'clock six items of interest that uh you know to take with you into the evening hours and uh, once again thanks to buckeye guy for calling in to uh, voice his opinion and explain himself on yesterday's activities get back with you tomorrow 606 on news radio 610 wtvn
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper